Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 in our text, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory, that Paul referring to here to the whole scope of the gospel message and everything that it entailed. And notice he says that this wisdom which God ordained before the world was made, before the world unto our glory. It's interesting there, he uses that word, God ordained. I'm going to take a pause here for a minute. I'm going to get a little theological, and I don't want to, don't want to bury you, but I, I want you to see something that, that's very important to me that you understand here. When, when it says here that God ordained before the world on our glory, uh, Paul is touching on a very uh, uh, debated topic today because this, the, the Greek word there and, uh, it contains the same basic word or the same idea as the word chose or elected or predestined. And if you want to get in an argument with somebody in theology and start talking about predestination and election and blah, 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 you get into that. And, and Paul is touching on that. And notice that he says that God ordained all this wisdom before the world under our glory. And he's pointing out that God in his omniscience, that he knew that when he created us, if he gave us free will, which he did, that we would choose to rebel against him by our own choice. So God, before the world ever began, created his plan to satisfy his holiness and redeem us to deal with our sin problem, to redeem us to himself, that we could be restored to our full glory, as he says here in verse number uh, 7, before the world, unto our glory. God ordained or elected that Jesus, the second member of the Trinity, would become a man, live a sinless life, become our representative, take our place, shed his blood, die on a cross, and three days later rise again. God ordained or predestined that anyone who chose Jesus Christ by faith as their representative, as their Savior, would be declared righteous and fit for eternity in heaven. Amen. You see, God elected us to glory, i.e. to blessing, not to salvation. You see, you, people, our side, we lose the argument when we ascend the, the initial thought that whenever we read in the New Testament about choosing an election and predestination, that it's discussing man's, uh, my personal and man's personal salvation. No, 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 that is not uh, what, what, what election is about in the New Testament or in the Old Testament. By the way, I like to point out to those folks, according to Isaiah, uh, the Messiah was elected. Was Jesus elected to salvation? Did Jesus need to be saved? No. What was he elected to? He was elected to the blessing of being the Messiah. He was the chosen one. Not chosen to salvation, but chosen to a calling and a blessing. And so you and I are chosen, not individually to salvation. God didn't say, well, I'm going to choose these people, but I'm not going to choose these people. And it is, it is my divine grace. It is my sovereign grace. And if you dare judge me on that, you just don't understand my grace. Now, I believe the Bible is very clear that God so loved the world. And he doesn't mean there by the elected world. That's totally disingenuous with the Greek or the English. God so loved the world that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And that's why we believe here in the open door about one of our DNA and our DNA great grace. That's what it means. Because I believe the ones who run around all day theologically talking about sovereign grace, they have a limited grace. Because it only applies to the elect. 
But if you start arguing with them about salvation, you're going to miss the boat. But it's not about salvation. We're not elected to salvation. God predestined. He ordained before the world began how he was going to redeem us unto himself and what was going to happen to anybody or the results that would happen to anybody who chose it by faith. Faith has always been the requirement for salvation. You see, Ephesians chapter 1 is typically my... Calvinist friend's favorite chapter saying, you know, that God chose us for salvation. And I, 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 I enjoy taking them there and saying, you know, if maybe you should just read what Ephesians 1 talks about, because if you read the letter to Ephesians, he doesn't even really tell us exactly how to get saved till chapter 2. For by grace are ye saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works. Not because of something I did. Not because I turned from enough sins and so I'm going to repent from all my sins. Liar. Not a one of us in here this morning has repented from all our sins. You, I'm looking at a bunch of sinners and you're looking back at one. It's not about what I had to do. It's about what Jesus did. And Paul is saying here that God ordained this. Now, when you get to Ephesians chapter 1, uh, I, I, I gave this late to Allie, so this is not on Allie, this is on me, but I felt last night in the middle of the night, God wanted me to pause here a little bit and talk a little theology with you. I figured if you got up the hour early, either A, your, 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 your body's off time schedule, you're not listening anyway, or B, if you're really here and you really have persevered to be here, no pun intended, persevered. <laughs> uh, okay, some of my theology people got that one. Um, if you persevered to be here this morning, number one, it means you're really saved, you know, um, that, that's a joke, all right, that's, that's basically what they tell you. If you gotta, you got to show all that fruit or you're not really real legitimate. You know, no, don't base your salvation on what you do. Base your salvation on what Jesus did. Take it from me. But when you come to Ephesians chapter 1, Paul's not talking about how we get saved. He's talking about what is the blessing to those who are saved, what God did for us. Matter of fact, when you read in Ephesians chapter 1, and if you want to look at it in your Bibles, you're certainly welcome to turn there if you have your Bible there uh, or your electronic Bible. But in Ephesians chapter 1, the first couple of verses of the book say, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints which are at Ephesus, to the faithful in Christ Jesus. So I know you all are not theologians and everything this morning, but when, when the book opens, who's the book addressed to? Believers or non-believers? Very simple. Paul, an apostle by the will of God, to the saints which are at Ephesus. Pretty simple, right? He's talking to believers. Then he goes on, verse 2, Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Now look at verse number 3. Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings. What are we ordained to? Blessing. That's what we're ordained to. In heavenly places, now notice this, in Christ. Now, the, the first time that I was confronted with this, and because and, I was wrestling with this whole issue, and someone pointed this truth out to me, I, could, I have never read Ephesians chapter 1 the same ever again. And as somebody who is a, believes in free grace for anybody whosoever will, a lot of times we don't like to go to Ephesians 1 because the other side says, see, it says right, and I'm going to get to it here in a minute, that he chose us, that he chose us. No, read it. Just read it. And what this person in this book pointed out to me was that throughout 
the entirety of the first part of Ephesians chapter 1, the main words used over and over again are in Christ, in him, or in whom. That's the theme. And the point is, when you and I, by faith, willingly and freely choose Jesus Christ as our Savior, we are baptized where? Into Christ. And when we are baptized into Christ, the moment you get saved, Ephesians 1 is about all the things that happen to you the moment you make that choice. God did not choose you to be saved. God chose, if you choose to come to me as your Savior, freely of your own, you know, that's a choice you can make. This is the blessings I'm going to do for you if you are in him. That's why notice in verse number three, blessed be the God and our Father Jesus Christ who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Verse four, according, according in light of what I've just laid out, written to believers that God blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Our blessing is found in being in Christ. According to that, he hath chosen us in him. I don't know how you miss it. He doesn't say he chose us to be in him. He's saying if you are in Christ, here's the blessings. He said he chose us in him before the foundation of the world. Same thing we see here, that God before the world began. That What did he choose us to be? That we should be holy and without blame before him in love. That's what the blessing we were elected to is not to be saved, but to be declared holy and blameless because of the finished work of Jesus Christ. You know, a lot of people always say, Pastor, you don't know I can't be a Christian because you don't know what I've done. You know that, my dear friend, <laughs> the blood of Jesus Christ can cleanse you from all sin. 